Hey, what's up, everybody? If you're listening to this, this is the first ever Foodie Friday. So this is the Triple F Podcast, episode 003. Today I talk about um, some nutrition concepts. So I talk about meal frequency today. Does it really matter? Does it matter how many times you eat per day? Some people say yes, some people say no. There's studies going both ways. So I try to clear up kind of this muddled area in fitness. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the episode and get something out of it. Be sure to listen all the way to the end because really I give my overall conclusion at the very end, but I like to approach this topic from many different sides. So be sure you listen all the way to the end to hear what I actually think about meal frequency. If you want a video version of this podcast, go check it out on YouTube. Fitness, Food, and Freedom is the YouTube channel's name. There's video versions of this podcast as well as bonus content such as recipes, um, full day eating videos, vlogs. There'll be some workout descriptions, forms, um, workout plans, that kind of thing. So check that out. That'll be a valuable resource going forward. Thank you all for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and leaving a review helps a ton for this podcast. So if you could go and leave a review in iTunes, that would mean a lot. Search for the podcast in iTunes or in the podcast app on your phone and click on our cover art. No matter if you're subscribed or not, you'll have to search for it and leave a review that way. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, the first ever Foodie Friday. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? It's Jordan Stoltz. I am here with the first ever Foodie Friday. Like I said in the intro, this is the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast, and I'm excited because it is the first ever Foodie Friday. Nutrition, diet, and food is just a big part of me. Love to eat. Um, anyone that knows me will attest to that. I can put away a lot of food. Um, but starting kind of when I got into fitness, I realized the importance of diet and nutrition as far as results go. Um, if you're trying to look better or nutrition just for performance. So if I, you know, I played basketball in high school, definitely I started to notice different things I ate, times I ate, um, and the different macronutrients affected how I played and how I felt. And that just really started to interest me. As I took exercise science classes, I learned a lot about nutrition, sports nutrition, and just how in general the industry suggests you should eat. I compared that to some other resources I had and also my anecdotal experience. So um, nutrition is a big thing I'm learning a lot about every day, but I am pretty passionate about it. Um, so on Foodie Fridays, most of the time, I'll be talking about um, diet and nutrition tips. Possibly I'll be giving you recipe examples, that kind of thing, kind of clear up some mess. Just like Workout Wednesdays, eventually I want Foodie Fridays to be a lot of question and answers. So if you have questions in nutrition, head over to triplefpodcast.com and leave a comment. There will be an article version of this podcast. So you can find that in the blog section of the website. Um, this will be something along the lines of does meal frequency matter? Um, so go leave a comment if you have a question. Um, you can also comment on social media. So it's Fitness, Food, and Freedom on Facebook. That's a good place to get a hold of me. Um, or fitness.food.freedom on Instagram. And like I said, triplefpodcast.com 
Check out the YouTube channel as well, please. Um, there's video versions of this content and some bonus content. Uh, that's Fitness, Food, and Freedom on the YouTube channel. And as far as today goes, I'm going to be recording this episode. Um, it's probably going to be 30 or 40 minutes. And this is the end of the first week, the first cycle of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. So if you liked these last three or four episodes that are on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you're listening, subscribe to the podcast. You get those downloaded as they come out. So I'm frequently uploading. Um, they'll be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And um, if you want to stay up to date on those, you'll have to subscribe. So do that in your podcast app or in iTunes. And also, leaving a review would mean a lot to me. So... I want to get into this, get into the first ever Foodie Friday. Foodie Friday. Foodie Friday. All right, so it is Foodie Friday, and I will be talking about meal frequency. So just like I did with morning routines, how I gave you kind of a brief history and the use of meal of morning routines, I want to do the same with meal frequency. So I want to give you my brief history of meal frequency. It goes way back. I mean... As far as humans have existed, no matter what you believe about that, people have been wondering, you know, how many times can I eat, right? Kind of. Well, I mean, way back in the day when there wasn't the internet and there wasn't specific nutrition advice, um, people didn't necessarily know when they were going to eat and they didn't necessarily care. So the meal frequency really didn't matter at this point. Really, it was more like whenever you could get food. So if you were hunting or foraging or anything like that, um, you know, you ate according to that schedule. So if you had a successful hunting trip by evening, you would eat a large, large evening meal. If you had a lot of leftovers, maybe you'd eat a large morning meal, and then you'd eat a little lighter later on because you're running out of whatever you foraged or hunted for. So that's kind of how it went way back there. Um, a little more recently, but still far in the past, you know, you had kind of food rations, right? Because you had farmers growing things, you had your own food supplies, maybe you did hunt, um, but in that case, you only had so much, so you had to divvy it out across however many meals you wanted to without getting too hungry. That's kind of how it went more intuitive back in the day. Um, old, like a little later on, maybe my grandmother's time um you know it went to those three square meals per day so if you ever had your grandparents or great grandparents give you nutrition advice it was you know don't snack eat your three square meals a day so there'll be balanced meals there'll be some vegetables meat um maybe potatoes um anything like that so that's kind of the balanced meals most of the time that's what was recommended so three square meals no snacking that's any old time uh, nutrition advice, not bad advice either. I'll get into that in a little bit. As time evolved, uh, really in the 70s to 2000s is really where that started to come out. So that last 30 or 40 years, um, bodybuilding really took off. So that was partly because of some famous bodybuilders, you know, Frank Zane or Schwarzenegger. These guys really helped the body, the bodybuilding industry take off. And really, up to now, what's become popular with bodybuilding is grazing. So, right, keeping that metabolism fired up. You've probably heard about eating many meals per day. And that really went against what some of the old timers were saying about the three square meals. Instead, these people were, you know, lowering certain macronutrients, raising other ones as far as fat and carbs go, 
eating a lot higher protein than normal and eating several times throughout the day in like a grazing fashion. Uh, today, something has become more popular called intermittent fasting, where people will go, uh, you know, 14, 16, 20, 24 hours without eating and then eat larger meals after that fast. That's kind of gaining in popularity. A lot of people do that because it fits with their schedules and their studies to show those benefits as well. That's just now becoming popular. So that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about this Foodie Friday is about those different types of meal frequency, um, what works about them, what doesn't work about them, and then I'll give you my advice. Foodie Friday. Foodie. All right, so there's a few myths about meal frequency that I think we need to address. And one of them is that if you don't eat, your muscles will eat themselves, right? So you've heard that starvation mode myth um, where... They say, you know, you'll catabolize your own muscles if you don't eat every couple hours, every few hours. That's one of the main myths that that came along with this grazing technique from modern bodybuilding. Now, that that is a myth because it's just not the way it works. Your body's actually pretty smart at hanging on to everything. Uh, Yes, it does tend to hold on to fat for safety, but really, studies show that you won't go into starvation mode unless you don't go... You know, unless you go a long time without food, you know, upwards in the one and a half to two day range, I think is kind of where it starts. So you have a lot of time to play with and you, you know, going several hours without food might make you weaker because you don't have the energy from the food, but your muscles aren't wasting away. That's simply a myth. You don't need to keep on feeding your muscles. Also, one of the myths of grazing is that you're stoking your metabolism right so you're keeping it fired up by eating many times per day keeping that constant insulin level things like that um that that uh physiologically is kind of what happens but it is a myth that it matters at all so keeping your metabolism fired up really is just a myth plus a marketing play for supplement companies to sell things like protein powders you really don't need to eat to keep your metabolism stoked I usually like to think, and from what I found out, your body's smart, right? Your body doesn't suddenly shut down if it doesn't have food every couple hours. It's not the way we're built, and your body doesn't just crave that. It adapts, very adaptable bodies, and um, it'll, it'll do with whatever you give it. Also, another myth that comes with grazing and the three square meals, really, is that these things will keep you from eating a lot. If you eat these ways, so, you know, one reason fasting was kind of frowned upon earlier was because I thought, you know, you'd go without food and then binge hard. So it's kind of that yo-yo effect. And then in the same way, intuitive eating, if you weren't consciously knowing what you're eating, you'd end up eating way too much. These things are myths because it's all about self-control, right? So it's not, it's not a thing that's definitely going to happen that you're going to eat too much if you go without food for 10 hours it's just you know physiologically what you're what is your self-control um psychologically and just how conscious are you of what you're eating so these are the things that are kind of myths right now regarding these different things some different myths that have helped meal frequency plans gain in popularity and kind of harmed other plans 
um, that could actually be beneficial. All right, so I'm going to do my stuff Jordan loves early today because I want to get into all these different types of eating. So it is time for stuff Jordan loves. Stuff Jordan loves. And for stuff Jordan loves today, I want to talk not about nutrition, so I'm just talking about meal frequency. I'm going to talk about podcasting. So, like I said, it took me a while to get all this right equipment. I have another podcast, Pro Football Analysis Paralysis, where I talk about the NFL. And I use totally different equipment for that. For this podcast, I kind of ventured out a little bit and got some new equipment. So, my stuff Jordan loves today is an app that I use on my phone or iPad. Um, it's called Boss Jock Studio. This is an app I love for podcasting. And if you're interested in podcasting or any kind of live radio show or music mixing, I definitely suggest this app. Boss Jock Studio, um, I think something like $9.99 in the App Store and super worth it for everything you get. You get the functionality of a mixer, basically, without having the bulky equipment or the high cost. So what it is, is it's basically a soundboard. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll kind of show you as I'm recording. So here, as I talk, you can see the mic levels going up and down. And I have on the phone, I have eight carts. On the iPad, it's something like 15, where I can load sound effects in. So everything you hear from this podcast is live mixed. So I don't have to go back and edit anything, which really helps me be more consistent and saves a ton of time podcasting and the whole workflow of things. So I could play, you know, the Foodie Friday thing. Foodie Friday. Food. And I could play the Stuff Jordan Loves. Stuff Jordan Loves. Just with the push of a button. I could add drum rolls. My whoosh sound effect. All these kind of things. And the intro and closing. So this is a great app for some live mixing as long as you have a good idea where your podcast is going to go. So I use this plug a microphone right into my phone and it works like a charm so definitely suggest that if you're into podcasting or anything with live mixing give boss jock studio a try stuff jordan loves all righty so i want to start talking about the different types of eating plans that i went over some of the benefits and problems from each one right so i'm going to start with eating intuitively which is you know, how whatever you believe in cavemen or ancient people ate, where you didn't necessarily know where your food is coming from. You ate according to your own hunger and um, really just what was available. One benefit of this is the freedom that you get with it. You know, I'm all about freedom, liberating yourself from something that's strict and binding as far as health and performance goes. Um, so if you're eating this way and you're just eating whenever you're hungry, you're just listening to your body and you're eating whatever is available, that's really liberating, especially if you're a modern person that's been bogged down by some strict diets that are hard to follow and you feel like it's a chore every day. So this is really isn't a chore. It's a very natural way of eating, which I really enjoy. It's a good way to get in touch with your body because you're listening to it. So you know when you're hungry, you have that feeling. Um, you, maybe if you're just eating what's available, you're putting off that hunger a little bit. So you're disciplining yourself and you're learning about your body, what it can handle, what it can't. And you know, you're really listening to what foods make your body feel 
You know, you're listening to what foods make your body feel good, what foods make your body feel bad, how long you stay full, that kind of thing. A couple of the bad things about it, though, is that you don't have a plan. So some people eating intuitively might mean massively overeating or undereating. Um, I've seen with a lot of women clients, personal training, that women will tend to undereat, actually. I've seen a lot of people eat from 800 to 1,000 calories a day, which is way too little. And some women and most men, if they eat intuitively without being conscious of food choices, um, they will overeat. So that can happen if you eat a lot of junk food, a lot of trans fat, snacks, that kind of thing. Um, And if you just don't have a conscious awareness of what you're putting in your body. So having no plan can be a problem. It can also be liberating. um, But for a lot of people, if you're not aware of the food you're eating, um, then you definitely need some sort of plan to stick with. And then going a little later into my timeline of meal frequency, if you eat three square meals a day, no snacking, um, there are benefits and problems to this as well. So one benefit is the plan you get. So you get a plan where you're eating three meals, so you have it timed out. You have what you need for each meal because they're square, they're balanced. So you know you need you know, a vegetable, a carbohydrate, like a starch, rice, potatoes, maybe a meat or protein, uh, This will just kind of help you put together some sort of meal plan and stick within a proper calorie range. This is a really healthy way to eat. So you're giving your body enough energy throughout the day without snacking. You're avoiding some of the bad foods for you. So most of the time, if you're eating three square meals a day, you won't be eating a ton of junk food because you'll be making them balanced. You'll be eating a lot of vegetables, meat, Um, good things like potatoes and rice. So this is usually a good way to eat uh, for health and for just general wellness. You'll feel really good eating three square meals a day. A problem though is just like eating intuitively, you can overeat. So you're not necessarily portioning out your different parts of your meal. So you could overeat by eating way too much rice three times a day, or you could you know, for breakfast, eat way too many calories without having an actual number goal. It's definitely hard to know how much you're eating and you could just overeat that way. So you have that good energy, but the overeating could cause weight gain in the long run. In general, you'll feel good, but you know, it can creep up on you that you're eating too many calories over the course of time, over a week or a month. This doesn't three times a day also for most people, won't really provide a solution to pre- and post-workout nutrition, right? So eating several times throughout the day does, and I'll get into that a little bit, because one meal could be pre-workout, one meal could be post-workout, and you're helping your body perform better by eating those meals time that way. With three score meals a day, you're bound to the breakfast, lunch, dinner schedule. So you might not have a pre-workout meal, or you might not have a post-workout meal since you can't snack. So There's a way to make little hybrid models of these, which I'll get into later, um, but that is a problem from this method. All right, so I'm going to go into grazing a little bit. We're eating several meals throughout the day. You're snacking a lot. Um, Possibly, like a lot of bodybuilders will meal prep, so they'll fill Tupperware with, you know, chicken, broccoli, rice, and, you know, do that several times. Maybe you'll have turkey, potatoes, something like that. You have everything planned out for your whole day because you're eating six or seven times throughout the day. 
smaller meals. One big thing on this that's a benefit is that it's easy to track this way. So if you're meal prepping, you're eating small meals, you're aware of what you're eating because you have to plan for these. And it's really easy to track. So you can find certain meals that are a certain number of calories and you can just make those um, ahead of time, which makes it really easy to track. Um, another benefit is that it prevents undereating for some people. So those people I was talking about where they eat you know, 800 to 1,000 calories is way too little, especially women. Some women need to eat more often because uh, they don't get hungry enough to eat a big meal. You know, that's 500 to 1,000 calories. Uh, so some meal plans won't work, like three square meals or intermittent fasting. Might not work for these people because they don't have the appetites. Eating several times throughout the day or snacking on something high calorie like nuts, um, something with protein, that'll just help you get that food in and those macronutrients in that you'd need to reach your fitness goal. Um, another benefit is that it takes workout nutrition into account. Like I was saying with pre and post workout, if you work out at say five o'clock in the evening, your pre-workout meal could be at four and then you could have a post-workout meal at six, which could be dinner. So you're able to kind of time your snacks around your workout and time how much, how many carbohydrates and things you're taking in for those meals. There are several problems with this, though. I've already gone over some myths about meal frequency, which you might have noticed mainly pertain to grazing. So one of these is that you're in jail, right? So just like I always talk about, you don't want to be trapped. You don't want it to be a chore for your diet plan. Uh, you're in jail, really, of eating so many times per day. So um you might have to, you know, sneak off from work and go eat your snack or go warm up your food and your Tupperware. The meal planning takes a lot of work. Meal prep takes a lot of work. These things just trap you into something and you don't have a lot of flexibility with what you want to do. So you don't really have flexibility for social events because if they all want to go out for dinner, but you've already eaten five meals that day, you know, you might have eaten 1500 calories and only have 500 calories left that doesn't really provide you with the flexibility needed for social events and also with this way it's really easy to overeat so using my example just now where you've eaten 1500 calories already if you go out with friends and you know you're eating a ton of food at dinner it's really easy to overeat especially if you're trying to diet down so you know you just mess up one or two times throughout the day and you have six chances or more to do that throughout the day it's easy to overeat over time so eating that many times isn't a great insurance policy uh, for overeating all right now getting to the last one here um, intermittent fasting which like i said is going a period of time without food for example um, you would stop eating one night at 7 30 p.m and you know you could go Till lunch the next day, or you could go all the way till dinner. You know, it's anywhere from 15, 16 to 24 hour time where you're going without eating, um, no calories during that time, just hydrating yourself. And this way has a lot of benefits and problems as well. Um, one of the benefits is the mental clarity and focus you get with it. This is a way I like to utilize intermittent fasting is you'll get a lot of mental clarity. So um, once you get used to it, you get past your first couple times where it's a struggle. You really find that just hydrating or drinking coffee without worrying about food or eating things that make you tired, you get a lot of focus. You get a little energy boost. 
Another benefit is that it prevents overeating. So just like eating, you know, four to six times per day might encourage overeating, fasting where you're eating only one to two times per day discourages overeating because people just don't have the appetites to overeat when you're only eating a couple meals per day. So it's a good strategy for someone like me who can put away a lot of food in a sitting is to only sit down to eat one or two times a day because then you're not going to overeat by eating multiple meals that are too high in calories. Another benefit is the freedom it gives you. So you get a lot of freedom uh, from not having to worry about food. You're not trapped by when you have to eat or what you have to eat. You're going a period of time without eating. So it's really liberating um, because you kind of get in touch with your body, realize that you don't have to be a slave to food. So it really helps that relationship with food be a healthy one. Um, A couple of problems, though, is that intermittent fasting can promote undereating, especially for the people that don't have big appetites. So I normally don't suggest... Uh, I really don't suggest that for people without big appetites. You know, if you can only eat 500 calories in a sitting, if you're lucky with intermittent fasting, you'll intake 1,000 calories for the day, which just isn't enough for anybody. Uh, So I definitely think it can be dangerous for some people and can lead to things like eating disorders if you're not careful and know what you're putting in your body and what you're not putting in your body. Another thing is that intermittent fasting really isn't optimal for muscular gains. There's a lot of research that shows some growth hormone release from fasting and some different benefits there, but it really isn't optimal because the pre-workout nutrition will help you perform better. Post-workout nutrition will help you recover better. If you're not eating, you're missing out on those benefits. Even if they're small, you're missing out on them. So that's why I really recommend being conscious that your workouts may suffer and your long-term gains might be a little slower with intermittent fasting. They won't go away, but they could slow down. My last problem with intermittent fasting is simply that some people just do not take well to it. Um, So especially women, this can really mess with hormone levels, really mess with things. Um, You know, women need to be more fed constantly for their hormones. Um, Women might miss periods, that kind of thing, just from not eating. If this kind of stuff happens to you, do not intermittent fast. It's not a magic bullet that you need. And some people just don't take well to it. I do suggest giving it, you know, a few tries. So go a month or so intermittent fasting and see how your body reacts because it takes some time to adapt. But not only women with their hormones, but men will sometimes find, you know, maybe sex drive goes down or maybe, um, you know, you just have headaches all the time or something like that. You just need to be careful about what your body is telling you. So be sure you're conscious of the things your body is telling you, the signals it's putting off with things like headaches um, for women, like missing periods and things like that. These things are serious and need to be addressed. Um, No eating plan is worth putting your health at risk. All right, so I'm going to get down to it. Does meal frequency really matter? And my answer is... No. Meal frequency does not matter. As you can see, there's benefits and problems to all types of meal plans, from intuitive eating to grazing to three meals a day to fasting. All these things have benefits and problems. 
It's all hype and marketing, people. It really is. Meal frequency is hype. So the three square meals a day, that's not hype. That was just the way our ancestors really grew up and our family grew up. As time went on, bodybuilding became popular. Supplement companies became popular. And eating, you know, six times per day, no one really wants to food prep that many times per day, right? That is a pain. It puts you in a jail from your food like I was talking about. It's a chore. So what did supplement companies do? They made protein powders, right? Protein powders, meal replacements, uh, meal replacement bars, shakes, those kind of things. All this stuff is marketing ploys to sell those products. So a lot of bodybuilders are affiliated with supplement companies and supplement companies are definitely catering to fitness people, fitness fanatics who want to eat the way that their favorite bodybuilders eating or their their favorite fitness models eating. So they're moving a lot of product by promoting this way of eating. Uh, Most of the times the things you see in magazines of how this specific person ate to get shredded or got huge... That's most of the time not the case. And most of the time, there is a lot of drugs and genetics involved as well. So it's all hype and marketing to sell products. It's all it's all about the supplement companies, it really is. And it's all about just moving products and really suckering people who just want to look and feel better to buying certain things. So no, frequency does frequency for your meals does not matter. It's all about the calories you intake. So are you eating more than you're burning or eating? are you eating less than you're burning? If you're eating more calories than you burn off every day, you will gain weight. If you're eating less calories than you're burning off every day, you will lose weight. So that's the basic law of thermodynamics from calories. What matters as well as calories is your food quality for health. Yes, Things like if it fits your macros or you're just tracking your calories, carbohydrates, and protein all the time, that has benefits, and yes, you can lose or gain weight that way, but not optimal for health, which I'll get into in later Foodie Friday episodes, but food quality definitely matters, people. If you're eating, no matter what meal plan you're doing, if you're eating donuts and pizza all the time, you're going to feel terrible, your performance is going to suffer, you're not going to look great, you're going to have digestive issues, skin issues, A lot of things are going to come up from eating junk food. If you're eating a lot of vegetables in your daily routine, no matter what meal plan it is, if you're eating a lot of vegetables, eating enough protein, you know, limiting things like trans fat and simple carbohydrates, you're going to feel a lot better and you're going to perform way better in the gym and elsewhere. So those are the things that really matter, calories and food quality. Now, these different meal plans all have strengths or weaknesses related to those things. So if something's promoting you, if when you fast, it promotes you to binge on junk food at night because you're so hungry, that's probably not the best thing for you. If eating several times per day is making it too hard to stay under your calorie number if you're trying to lose weight because you're eating so much that you constantly go over with your calories, that's not the best plan for you. You really got to find out what's good for your body, and what's sustainable. Sustainability and consistency is the key to success for diet plans. Do you guys hear that? Sustainability and consistency. Those are the things that matter. Those are the things that'll help you reach success in your goals. If your diet plan is not sustainable and you can't last more than a couple months on it and you go back to the way you're eating before, it's not going to work. You're going to put all the weight back on. Um, 
That's the same with exercise. If you're over-exercising, that same effect will happen. You need it to be sustainable. It needs to be a lifestyle choice, not just a diet plan. So if you're look, looking over these different plans, maybe you're on triplefpodcast.com, you're reading the article, or you're just listening to this show, Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast, you know, you're seeing, okay, there's three times a day, there's grazing, there's fasting. You're considering which to choose for your goals. Pick something that you could do your whole life. So the best lifestyle choice for you for most people, that's going to kind of follow my recommendation, which I'll give in a little bit. Uh, most, like For most people, really, it's going to end up being intuitive eating is the, what your end goal should be. Uh, so I do have certain recommendations, though, that I do want to get into. Just want to let you know, guys, no, meal frequency does not matter. Quit getting suckered into that. That's saying your muscles will waste away. Um, you're going to gain weight if you eat too many times per day. There's lots of different myths for both sides. It's a crazy fight that's going on constantly, and it's all about hype, marketing, selling info products, selling supplements. Really what it comes down to is food choice. Are you eating foods that are good for your body, make your body feel great, and what's the amount of those foods you're eating? The devil's in the dosage. If you're eating too much, you're going to notice. If you're eating too little, you're going to notice. All right, so I hope you all are still listening because this is the most important part of this episode where I'm going to give you my recommendation for setting up a meal plan as far as frequency is concerned. So my recommendation for everybody, this accounts for everybody in the population that I really hope gets out there because everyone needs to improve their relationship with food. Um, in general, we have a really bad relationship with food as a culture, whether it's dieting and you're afraid of, you know, you're afraid of eating carbohydrates because you might get fat or you're afraid of eating fat because you think it goes straight to your belly. Um, maybe, maybe you track your food all the time, right? So maybe you are really health conscious and you track everything going into your body. You're weighing things out constantly. That's also a bad relationship with food because you're doing it by numbers, right? You're not, you're not being conscious of how the food's actually making you feel, how much feels like is enough. It's all a balance and there's extremes on both sides and people are often on those extremes. The, the relationship with food matters most for sustainability and diet success. So for this reason, I give my recommendation like I'm just about to for everybody. First step is to track. So I think everybody for at least a month or two, maybe even up to a year, track your food, right? So this is a long-term project. So don't think of this as your diet plan where you only have to track for a couple months. I want you to track to simply be aware of what's going into your body. So you're going to find a certain calorie number. I'll go over later how to find that number. Um, but Basically, find calories that are healthy for your weight and for your height and your gender, and you're going to track so you hit that number. So you hit a certain amount of protein, a certain amount of carbohydrates, and a certain amount of fat. Tracking this way is going to help you become more aware and conscious of what macronutrients foods have, how calorie-dense foods have, and what you tend to eat at certain times of the day, how much you tend to put in your body throughout the day. This is the first step. Second step is to start experimenting with different styles. You can do this while you're tracking. Experiment with eating five or six times per day. Experiment eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But then maybe for a while, experiment 
intermittent fasting and not eating for a while. Try out all these different styles and see what your body likes the best. So you'll kind of pick up some signals eventually where, you know, maybe you'll feel you'll have more energy. You'll perform better in the gym. If you feel tired, that's probably not a good thing because you want to keep your energy up throughout the day. So you're always hitting that calorie number, but you can try out different styles as you're doing this. Um, As far as I go, I prefer that eventually everybody gets away from sticking to certain meal times. I think that's the biggest thing that imprisons people and just gives you a lack of freedom in your diet. Freedom in your diet will help with sustainability, which will help with success. It's all kind of a flow that happens. So I prefer fasting or intuitive eating or both. They often are paired together because you're not a slave to when you have to eat. So if you're having to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it can be a stress on your body and in your mind to have to get those meal times, especially, and this is really exaggerated if you're eating five or six times a day, you're stressed out about when your next meal is going to be, what it is. If you miss it, you freak out. That's not healthy to have that much stress release in your body. That's not a healthy relationship with food. So I prefer fasting because you're giving yourself the ability to know you can go without food and you're proving to yourself really and to your body that it can last without food all the time. It can last on an uneven schedule. These kind of things are important for your relationship with food. Eventually, long-term goal is to start eating intuitively where you just are making healthy choices and you're kind of aware of how much you're putting in your body, aware of the macronutrient breakdown of each food, but you're not restricted to that. So if you feel like you don't have enough energy, you're able to eat a little bit more. If you feel, you know, maybe you feel kind of crappy that day so you can eat some more vegetables. Maybe you feel like you're losing weight too fast. You can increase your calories a little bit or the other way around. This kind of thing, just listening to your body is so important. And that's what I recommend everybody eventually gets to is eating based on the feedback from their body. Sometimes you can really just blend methods for success like I blend fasting and intuitive eating because they often go hand in hand. Um, You can blend all of the types of meal plans I went over for success. None of them is really bad. I pick on grazing a lot because of how it doesn't give you the freedom. Um, But they all have benefits and problems. You can review those and blend methods while you're tracking. And eventually, as you finish tracking, get into fasting and intuitive eating so you don't have to weigh and track every single thing, which will just give you more flexibility throughout your day. Most important point, guys, not just that meal frequency doesn't matter, but it is so important that you learn your body, okay? So learn those feedback, that learn that feedback your body is giving to you. Just learn those signals that are coming from your body. If you feel bad, you should be able to help it with nutrition, if you feel like you're eating too much, you need to be aware of that. Becoming aware of what you're putting in your body is so important, and becoming aware of how different foods make you feel is super important for food choices and for overall nutrition success. If, that's, if there's one thing you take away from those podcasts, it's that, that it's so important to learn your body and become aware of what you're eating. All these different methods, tracking your food, eating several times, fasting, intuitive eating, these will all eventually help you get to the point that you know your body well enough to know what you should and shouldn't eat. And from that point, it's just self-control and discipline, which is the point you want to get to. Don't forget sustainability 
is the key to the game. If you learn your body, that's a super sustainable way to eat because you're always listening to the feedback that you're giving yourself. Super healthy relationship with food that I suggest everybody strives towards. And that's all I have for today, guys. Foodie Friday. So hopefully... Everybody learned a lot about meal frequency from this episode. This episode was really fun to record. This is the first ever Foodie Friday. And I hope you all learned from this talk about meal frequency that it doesn't really matter. And it's all about learning your body and building a good relationship with food, which is something I'll really talk about a lot over this upcoming year. Improving your relationship with food and just you know being able to be healthy, not only in the physical and aesthetic sense, um, but psychologically as well. You don't want to be stressed, and that's just something that takes away freedom. It's so like I said, my intro episode, episode zero, giving yourself freedom from the different things that you feel trapped by is one of the most liberating things and important things you can do for your body. That's the whole mission of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast is freeing yourself from those things and you know, just giving you the flexibility and sustainability to live a long, healthy life that these choices become a lifestyle for you. So that's my goal. Um, if you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast so you get every Foodie Friday and Motivation Mondays and Workout Wednesdays downloaded to your device. And guys, it would mean a lot to me if you could leave a review. Um, the reviews really just help the podcast get spread faster. So anything you guys can do to help spread the podcast, spread the word of fitness, food, and freedom would be to share this podcast with your friends and family. Word of mouth is huge. Reviews are also huge though, as it'll show up in iTunes for more people based on their reviews. So that would mean a lot to me. I want to thank you guys for listening. This concludes the first week of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I'm having a lot of fun at the Triple F podcast. I'm looking forward to coming out many episodes um, as I kind of go along. So thank you again for listening. Everyone have a great weekend. And remember to start eating based on your body's feedback. I'll see you all on Monday for a great episode on motivation and becoming a better version of yourself. I'm Jordan Stoltz. Peace out. for listening to the triple f podcast please leave a five-star itunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family tune in next time for more great tips on fitness food and freedom